Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. Inch Pally's Greg and Lucky. On this Giving Tuesday, as we know, we had Black Friday where we gave to uh, Mega Chains. Right. And then we had Cyber Monday where we shopped online. And uh, now it's Giving Tuesday when uh, people are asked if they would be giving today. A quarter said yes. Close to half said no. The others weren't sure, which I think means no. Right. <laughs> so we, we got a little uh, work to do in our giving department. And mm. uh, we uh, quite don't seem to uh, get the hint all the time. Uh, but when people were asked, you know, there's the old saying, uh, good deed a day. Well, we're not quite living up to that. The right. average person does about eight good deeds a month. And that sounds a little low, but if you look at it over a year, it's about 94 deeds. So... Sounds a little better. All right. And and really, a good deed, you know, the definition is pretty generous. It's anything from, like, just giving somebody a smile to a significant contribution of time and money. So you don't have to do a whole lot. Yeah. Um, people were asked what good deeds they do regularly, and the most popular responses were being kind to strangers, recycling, picking up litter in their neighborhood, Donating money to charity, giving money to the homeless, donating clothing to charity, volunteering, donating food to a food bank, paying it forward at a shop, and donating blood seems to be the things we like to do. All right. Yeah. yeah. Giving blood is something that, you know, obviously easy enough to do. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, you know, all oh, the fear of the needles or whatever it may be, hesitate in doing that. Uh, giving money is probably the easiest thing to do, mm. just throw it at it and... It, uh, it it's interesting. Come around tax time, everyone's scrambling for receipts mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and thinking, "Well, I must have given something to someone that counts as some sort of break here." Yeah, um, and uh, you know, at, at this time of year too, as we start thinking, obviously about Christmas and the holidays coming, um, that there are yeah, a lot of charitable organizations in need of your help and support. Um, I think we've got a list online at therock.fm uh, if there's ones mm-hmm. uh, you're looking for ones in your area that you can help support too. And, and you know, we used to do um, uh, something, I think, through the stations where we would, you know, get a sponsor family kind of thing and and uh, and, and buy toys or mm-hmm. whatever it may be, supplies uh, for for this family. And, it, and I remember being uh, a station I used to work at and 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 being part of the the drop off for this. And the payback for it was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Like, like just to to walk in and, and hand over a Christmas basically mm. to a family, uh, it, it was absolutely amazing. And you know, hope my kids will will get to do it at some point as well, and we'll get to see exactly what what that what that means for people that don't have everything. And then the kid says, "Can I have the receipt? I'd like to return some." Yeah, that's right. It's not really gift receipts with it's this. Not really what I want. I read something yesterday that I thought was just brilliant when it comes to giving. And uh, if I knew seventeen people to gather, I would I would think about doing this. But there's a, a group of people, seventeen of them, and I guess once a year, or maybe they do it more. I'm not sure how often they do it. But even if you did it once a year, it's enough. They gather for breakfast at a diner somewhere. Okay, like a different diner all the time. And they all bring 100 bucks, So they got $1,700. All right. All right. And uh, they try to keep the meal to around uh, 200 bucks. Okay. Okay. So, so they leave so, you to $1,500. So each plate, you know, you order like, you don't, you don't go crazy. Hey, Jill, don't order the Eggs Benedict. That's right. 15 bucks. Right. Yeah. <laughs> get, get, get try a, scramble. Get a bacon, get a BLT. Right. You know, try to keep it under like $10, $10 $11. 
brings the bill to like 200 bucks, and they leave the 1500 as the tip. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Isn't that, isn't that great? Right. And it's a, it costs you 100 bucks each. You know? Uh, could you imagine <laughs> exactly. if you were the waiter? <laughs> well, you see a group of 17 people. You're like, oh, crap. Oh, yeah. You turn into a jerk. <laughs> I was here for just a lonely shift. I'm yeah. hungover. Yeah. Yeah. I got 17 people showing up. Yeah. And they look at you and go, we were going to leave you 1500 bucks." <laughs> Anyhow, that, I don't, that seems to me like if you're ever organizing some kind of meal with a big group, like say you're all like a hockey tournament or something, and you're yeah. all going out for breakfast in the Not morning. Not even that. Like if you're doing like a, a small office party or, yeah. or a group of friends going out uh, for for dinner for the yeah. holidays here, everyone bring an extra fifty bucks. We're gonna yeah. we're gonna really make someone's night as yeah. our server. No, for sure. It's 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 a terrific idea. So anyhow, and especially at the diner, I know my mother in law worked at a, a greasy spoon. She was a waitress there for decades. The tips aren't great. Right. You know, I mean, you, you, you do much better, certainly if you're a waiter in a steakhouse or something. But, uh, yeah, I love that idea. Go you know there'd be one guy in there who doesn't leave the 100. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, why do we have 1450? <laughs> who's, who's shortened this? And his name? Lucky. <laughs> Blue whales and fin whales can interbreed, even though the genetic distance between them is the same as that between a human and a gorilla. Okay. And yet they can still get it on. I think I was watching something the other day because we got this, uh, like the National Geographic channel back and I was watching Christian with, with underwater life and they're talking about blue whales and that their veins are big enough that a human could swim in them. Hmm. Like that, <laughs> how massive this animal Crazy. is. Well, that, uh, I told you the story of David up uh, in Nunavut and how once a year they're allowed to collect these uh, or catch these Oh, right, yeah. Whales. And, and it, it wasn't even a blue whale. That's just a, a whale. Just a massive thing. And they had it on the beach. Uh, and they had like 12 guys standing on top of it just to kind of show how long and massive. And then when they start taking it apart, they're like rolling out the meat. It just stretches forever down the beach. Like right. It's just, it's, it, it's just unbelievable. But that's a great smell. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, luckily up there, it never gets above like three degrees. True, so, right. You know, you wouldn't want to be doing that in mid-August yeah. in Toronto. <laughs> Um, Viagra was initially developed to help relieve pain from spasms in the coronary arteries. Okay. It, it didn't work. But in the test, the researchers discovered its sexual side effect and quickly made that its main purpose. <laughs> Man's best friend, woman's worst enemy. How's your coronary artery you feel? Like, uh, I don't know, but I'm hard down there. <laughs> Something, something's something's working. Hasn't worked in years. Uh, everyone in North Korea named Kim Jong-un had to legally change their name once he took power because it's illegal to have the same name as the Supreme Leader. Oh. Yeah. Were there a lot of Kim Jong-uns before there, that? There might have been. There's a strong statistical connection between how much chocolate a country eats and the number of Nobel Prize winners they have. Okay. Chocolate makes you smarter. Should eat more than see. Okay. In uh, early Sherlock Holmes stories, he was addicted to cocaine. Yes. Hmm. Yeah. And, and uh, I saw Robert Downer Jr. being interviewed once. They talked about kind of the, the remakes that they did. And I'm a big fan of those movies. Mm. I, I think the, the new ones, the Guy Ritchie directed ones are, are awesome. Yeah. Um, but he talked about, you know, that, that Sherlock had his faults. Mm. And that, you know, uh, Watson, who's portrayed... 
you know, so many times in like Sherlock stories as being some, you know, bumbling idiot mm. that just kind of go follows along Sherlock. Wasn't quite that. He was he was, you know, a, a war hero. He mm. was he was tough, physical. Jude Law plays him in the movies and in the more re- recent movies, and he's really good. Yeah, where did Jude Law go? It seems he was remember he was at one point like the big deal. Mm. And uh Yeah. I, I saw the last thing I saw him in was when he played that young Pope. It was like an HBO show he was in. Okay. It was quite good. Uh the reason zero is called love in tennis, most likely comes from the French word for the egg. Oof. Yeah. Since an egg looks like a zero. Okay. Yeah. Do you know to this day, and I've had it explained to me many, many times, I don't understand scoring in tennis. Really? Don't get it. Yeah. But I, I, <laughs> have, you, well, have you ever played? Well, sure, I tried a couple of times. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't get it. But you never scored while you're I never, you. I never hit the ball. <laughs> you're not keeping score. No. Those uh, tiny sugar ball sprinkles are called hundreds and thousands in Australia and the United Kingdom. They always got to do things different over there. They're called hundreds. So, like, the sprinkles you put on, like, cupcakes and yeah. cakes and stuff like that? Yeah, those little colored little yeah. things. You get them on called, donuts. Called hundreds and thousands. thousands yeah. That right. so strange over there in the U.K. Yeah. Actually, great story out of the U.K. I guess it was a big snowstorm. And like 60 people have been uh, snowed in At in a, a pub. pub. Yeah. How great is that? <laughs> that is so great. I last great. checked, the beer was still flowing. Yeah. In an Oasis cover band performing. If <laughs> I hear Wonderwall one more time. <laughs> Probably Champagne Supernova. It's seven <laughs> yeah, minutes. That's right. That's right. As um, Jimmy uh, Fallon said, everybody in the bar started fighting like the Oasis brothers. <laughs> um Walt Disney was not cryogenically frozen. He was cremated and buried in a cemetery in Glendale, California. Oh. Yeah, we thought he had been frozen. Well, how did that rumor uh, I don't get know. going then? And Richard Gere is somewhere saying, can the rumor about me <laughs> end? <laughs> he had a mouse. <laughs> how come that rumor never started That's there? That's right. Why? I never even had a gerbil. <laughs> I was married to Cindy Crawford. <laughs> Why would I need a gerbil? <laughs> I wonder, like, every time he goes to the bathroom, he sees that, like, a toilet paper roll. Oh. And he goes, oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> it is the strangest thing. Um, the St. Nicholas associated with Santa Claus is the patron saint of prostitutes. Oh, okay. Because as we know, prostitutes give and right. give and give. It is Giving Tuesday. It certainly is. Uh, last night, while having dinner, I realized something. I, I've, I've probably known this a very long time. I've just never really let it be known. I'm, I, occasionally, I, I might have, in passing, mentioned it to the lovely Maria. But last night, I, I had to take a stand. I've had enough. It's been a lifetime of it now, and I just can't do it anymore. I'm never eating rice again. <laughs> I despise it. Despise? I think so. Wow. Hate's a strong word. I don't necessarily want to say hate. I, is despise worse than hate? I think uh, I think hate's worse than despise. Okay. I keep hate for my the, the people in hockey. Right. But despise, <laughs> I think, is lesser. <laughs> Lester. All right. Just uh, wanted to know where your scale that's went. That's right. That's right. 
I'd rather eat rice the rest of my life than hang around with people in hockey. Okay. Um, no, I, there's been something about it. And look, I'm a guy who will eat almost anything. I'm I'm not picky. You know, there's I, I can't think outside of rice of of many foods that I just don't want to eat. No one as a kid. My mom would make my sister and I eat these things called muffets. Muffets were like a little, they looked like a hockey puck of wheat. And you'd warm up milk and pour it over it and dump some sugar on it to choke it back. Okay. I ate these things every morning before school forever. My sister, at a very young age, stood up and said, Ma, enough. Okay. okay. I can't do this. I hung in. And, and, and I, it's texture or it's something. We, we made a stir fry last night. We had some leftover rice. I made the stir fry. Because, you know, just trying to use up stuff in the fridge. And I knew going in I wasn't going to be happy with right. this. I tried things to, to make it a little more water. It, it just all goes kind of clumpy. I don't like the clumpiness. And I've had the bagged rice with the parm and butter and all these other things. Don't like any of it. Okay. So that's it. If I'm coming to your house and you're serving rice, I'm bringing Harvey's. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, rice normally has to be masked as something, really, like yeah. a fried rice yeah. or even in stir fries. It's all based on the sauces you're mm. serving it with. Mm-hmm. But as a kid, I remember just having like white rice and butter and loving it, right? Right, yeah, and and, just, and eating like a plate of white rice. Yeah, I'll avoid it at yeah. all costs. As Mitch Hedberg used to say, white rice is great when you're really hungry. You want to eat a thousand mm. of something. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> but, yeah. And I know I know, a billions and billions of people have survived on it. Right. So rice will keep going without me. There are, it's funny, I'll go to a restaurant sometimes and you'll you'll be offered rice as a side. I wonder who takes the rice. Yeah. Like, I, I think in Canada, it must be the least uh, used option mm. for side dish mm. behind like a fries and potato and side salad. I've had risotto, and I and I dig in. Okay. I'm, I'm like, this is going to be fun. And then three or four spoonfuls in, I'm like, yeah, I, ca- I can't do it anymore. I mean, I say I like rice, but the only reason I like rice is probably because of rice aroni. Right. You know, as childlike as my taste buds are. Yeah, like there's a lot of things. Certainly. I'll pick noodle over rice. Well, they're, they're, this is where I'm going, I think, because I do like stir fry. And stir fry, you're doing a bunch of veggies. I got a big wok. I love using it. We do a ton of veggies in there, and I get a good sauce going. Thicken it up, we you know spice it up the whole thing, and yeah, at the end, if I don't use something, I got a bowl of sauce. Which sometimes I'll just take bread and slop it up, right? Or or I'll drink it like a soup. I'll eat it like a soup. But yeah, moving forward, it's got to be some kind of Asian noodle. You okay. know, I, I saw in the store a while back. They called it a spinach noodle. It's green. It's some Asian noodle. Maybe it's just mold growing on it. I don't know. <laughs> but I'll try that. But boy, you're out of options if you're going to the spinach noodle. <laughs> <laughs> Holy cow. Well, even pasta. Like, there are some vegetarian pastas that you uh, you can get that are made of, like, greens. Right. You know, your spinach and your rapini and all these things. I know you would never touch it. Anyway. I will say this, though. You giving up on rice forever. It seems like it's top of the list of the first world problems hashtag. <laughs> like, millions of people around yeah. the world just looking for any form of sustenance. <laughs> and all we send them is rice. Uh-huh. And all you can say is, well, I never want it again. Done with it. Uncle Ben, my house is closed to you. There's a, a bunch of stuff, of course, unfolding after this astral world disaster. And uh, Travis Scott, and this is the first time I think I've heard of him uh, either doing anything about it or stepping up. I haven't been following the story uh, completely, so he might have done some stuff that I just missed. But I guess he, well, he offered to pay for all the funerals has right he, away. All, all of them? Okay. Yeah, he, he offered to, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, the nine-year-old victim... His family has said, no, we, we don't want it. 
Um, now, that's that's not Travis Scott trying to prevent being sued. Mm. Uh, that is still probably moving forward. The victim's family's attorney said, I have no doubt Mr. Scott feels remorse he must face and hopefully see that he bears some of the responsibility for this tragedy. There may be, and I hope there is redemption and growth for him. So, yeah, listen, he's got a he's got a history apparently of kind of encouraging his fans to, you know, rush the stage mm-hmm. and and get up close and and uh, kind of ignore security, um, and that's you know coming back to bite him on this one as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I think you know should clarify too for some that you listen to it, and you think, what the hell is a nine year old doing at a Travis Scott concert? Yeah, sure, uh, you know. I know from my experience with my boys uh, in the last year or two uh, that Travis Scott had done some uh, partnership with Fortnite, the video game, where the kids could log in and go watch a Travis Scott concert Mm. in the game. So, you know, he did have some very young fans as well. So it's not, didn't seem, it might sound weird that a nine-year-old was at this concert, but it's not completely out of the ordinary. Uh, House of Gucci, the movie, a lot of people uh, not liking it, saying it's not not great. Uh, but there's one group who absolutely hate it, and it's the Gucci family themselves. Oh. An official statement calls the film extremely painful from a human point of view and an insult to the legacy of which the brand is built today. I didn't know about this true story, right, yeah. with Maurizio Gucci? Yeah, he was killed. Uh, Lady Gaga's character uh, spent 16 years in prison. She is um, Maurizio Gucci's ex-wife, uh, and uh, I guess she had him murdered. Adam and, Driver, I think. is Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and the family says that it paints Lady Gaga's character as a victim, even though Maurizio was the one who died. So, okay. Yeah, they are not happy. But look, they're Italian. I, I've lived with Italians for over 30 <laughs> years. You, you, can, you can never make them happy, no matter what you do. So... I would say to the Gucci producers, <laughs> don't worry about it. They'll get over it. Um, George Clooney sharing something. You know, he almost died back in 2018 uh, in Italy when he had that motorcycle crash. That's right. Well, was it that bad? Yeah, I guess so. He says at the time he was lying on the ground waiting to kick the bucket. And he noticed people uh, were standing around not doing much to help, but rather filming him. Right. He says if you're in the public eye when you realize... Uh, you're on the ground thinking this is the last minute of my life. And for some people, it's just going to be entertainment on their Facebook page. He says, I'm a pretty positive guy, but that told me clearly that you're really only here for their entertainment. George went on to say he'd love to find those people and shake them for caring more about likes than somebody's life. I get it, but I think his celebrity is clouding things a little bit in this too because anytime there's an accident or any fight, brawl, whatever the hell it may be, people have got their cameras out right away. It might not have been because they might not even have known it was George Clooney who got this accident, right? It's just, hey, some dude's gotten an accident. Well, that looks bad. I'm filming it. Yeah. No, that's right. I mean, had I known, had I been standing there and known it was George Clooney, I think I certainly would have tried to help because then I would have think, what's in this for me? (laughs) If I save George's life, for sure, at the very least, a weekend at his home in Lake Como. At least. (laughs) At the very least. Um, And uh, this is going to make a lot of us fellas with dad bods feel not great about ourselves. There's another Magic Mike coming. Channing, Channing Tatum is back with Magic Mike's Last Dance. Oh, my goodness. There will be a big sale of white Chardonnay. <laughs> or up a case of Skinny Girl. Here we go. <laughs> I guess it's the end of an era, or at least the partial end of an era. In the uh, first interview since his car accident back in February, Tiger Woods 
says he's done playing golf, at least on a regular basis. Really? He should probably be doing the same with driving. Add that to the list. Be done with that. Anyhow, here's his comments. I can still maybe, if my leg gets good enough, maybe cook off a tournament here or there. But as far as climbing the mountain, get all the way to the top, I don't think that's a realistic expectation of me. But I think something that is realistic is playing the tour one day, never full-time ever again. Pick and choose, just like what Mr. Hogan did. You pick and choose a few events a year, and you play around that. You practice around it and try to gear yourself up for that, and you play it. I think that's kind of how I'm going to have to play it from now on. It's an unfortunate reality, but it's my reality. And I understand it, and I accept it. Well, considering, look, there was a 50-50 chance that he might have left the hospital with only one leg. Right. You know, the idea that he could even play in some tournaments now, I think, is pretty it impressive. D- it doesn't come as a, as a real shock either, with, you know, given his back surgeries and yeah. other injuries that he's had uh, in the past. He was never going to play a full schedule and, you know, show right. up in Bethesda and, you know, the Canadian Open probably ever mm. again. It, it, he was going to focus on majors and and going after, you know, Jack's record of major titles. And yeah, so I, I think I think you will see Tiger Woods at the Masters mm. once again. Problem with the Masters, Augusta is a very hilly course, difficult mm-hmm. course to walk. And, you know, if your leg is the issue to the knees, then it, it's tough to... Uh, to really you know, play on, on courses like that. But I think you'll find Tiger there. Yeah, and, you know, I mean, there was, remember all that controversy years and years ago with the golfer who wanted to ride around in the cart? Cause yeah, he had the, uh, uh, Casey. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I mean, maybe there will come a day when Tiger's allowed to ride in a cart if he can't uh, walk it. I don't know. I mean, John De- John Daly tried to, to yeah. do that recently. And they said, uh-uh, hmm. not going to happen. It's an unfair advantage. And, and, and I, don't think, I don't think you'll see that because I don't think Tiger wants to break that record in hmm. a cart and have that asterisk over it. Sure, right. He says, he goes on to say, I have so far still to go. I'm not even at the halfway point. I have so much more muscle development and nerve development that I have to do in my leg. And as you mentioned, five back operations is what he has. Mm-hmm. So. And speaking of golf, I saw Lee Eckley mentioning this. Uh, Lee Elder passed away. Yes, he did. Uh, and uh, Lee Elder was the, really the uh, the first uh, black man to play in the mm-hmm. Masters. Uh, what he had to endure, his story uh, of what he had to endure, even at that tournament, right? Mm-hmm. To, break the, to break the color barrier in professional golf, uh, the way he was treated, you know, not allowed to eat in the clubhouse, and to, you know, down and eat with the caddies underneath, and um, and uh, and uh, to, to to play in that. He finally got his tribute, if you remember, at the mm-hmm. last Masters, That's right. where they they brought him out uh, as part of the ceremonial tee shots mm-hmm. at the start. Unfortunately, he was unable to hit a shot, mm. and it, it took way too long for that to happen. Yeah. You know, after you know the others you know, like Arnold Palmer had passed away, they should have given that spot right away. To Lee Elder, they waited too long, uh, and so he couldn't hit his shot. But at least he got his round of applause and his due there. But unfortunately, passed away. Yeah. Well, look, we know golf is a very slow game, and it's also very slow pulling it together when it comes to social issues as mm. well. So, anyhow, yeah, sad day there uh, for sure. That was really emotional. I remember uh, yeah. watching that last year. That was really, it was really something. At least he got that. Rock mornings with, with Craig Venn and Lucky, Lucky. ninety four nine The Rock.